remix. Jingle. 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 Bells. Lizzie. episode 97 of Wolf's Cast, the show that knows the Chicago homecoming isn't complete without a stop at Circus Cafe. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. And I'm a disaster Lorena. You guys know about Circus, right? Uh, look it up, everyone. Your Circus. trips to Chicago just got a whole lot better. Yum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, delicious, uh, multi, many different locations. There are two, two locations for the Circus? Only one official location. One official, one piggybacker. And I love it. It's my favorite <laughs> place to eat in the whole world. That's right. Derek Rose had his uh, Chicago. Derek Rose, Tom Thibodeau, Taj Gibson, uh, Roco, Roco, Dang, everybody, everybody was going back to Chicago uh, the other day. So uh, yeah, so you know, we got we got to say what we know about Chicago, and that's Sarkis. It's a pretty good city, everyone. Go get some breakfast food. Big hearts and broad shoulders. There you go. Well, uh, another another episode of Wolf's Cast here. Neil, for do you, you know that Chicago is called the oh. Windy City not because of its wind, because of its blowhard politicians? They're so oh. full of hot air that they called it the Windy City. Oh my gosh! There's a little bit some... of Chicago trivia for y'all. All right, that's some uh, Chicago Tribune uh, politics section. That's right. Just stuff facts. there for you. What's who's the mayor? Ra- Rahm Emanuel, or is that somebody old? for a little bit longer? A little bit longer. They're voting his butt <laughs> out of there. He knows that he's done. He's cooked, so he's, he's not running right now. Well, uh, yeah, we'll get to Chicago game uh, here in a little bit, but we want to thank you for joining us and uh, checking out the show. As usual, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Scott, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. Well, we are recording this uh-huh. between Christmas That's and right. New Year's. Uh, one of those two is one of my favorite holidays, and it's not Christmas, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Neil and I went down to Prior Lake to spend Christmas with our family. Uh, we watched some basketball games. No Timberwolves this year, but no. uh, a lot of good entertaining basketball on. And then, of course, we watched Home Alone 2, the best Christmas movie. You got to do it. You got to do it. We should get a we should get a Home Alone 2 drop on our board just, just to, uh, you know, for the season. Suck, Brick <laughs> There it was. That was uh, that was Marv right there. Yeah, it could be one of them right there. It's hard just to choose one line though. Yeah, crowbars up. Too many good ones. Too many good ones. But yeah, hopefully your holiday was awesome. Hopefully you're having good, uh, relaxing. Hopefully time off away from whatever you do and uh, get to watch some, some Timberwolves wins. If so, you're a longtime listener of the pod, you'll know that New Year's Eve is one of my favorite holidays. Top three. It's because I'm a night person. Neil's a night person. We stay up late. Mm -hmm. And this is the only holiday that's like, stay up late and celebrate. Everyone stay up as late as Neil and Scott does. They always stay up till midnight. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Instead of uh, these like Christmas where you have to get up early in the morning kind of holidays. I don't dig that. That ain't cool. And plus, it's a a holiday you can wish to anybody. It has no religious affiliation. So you feel free to wish it Happy New Year to anyone you see. It's a new year for everybody. And you party to celebrate it. You celebrate by having a great party. And then the next day I got married. It's my wedding anniversary. Oh, so it's, right. it's a lot of great yeah. stuff going on around the time. <laughs> um, but because of that, one of the things I like about New Year's is the look back, the year end lists, the yes. best of lists. Mm-hmm. I love reading them all. Recap. Oh, yeah. And so today's episode, we are going to recap a little bit of 2018, just to look back before we move on to greater horizons in our future. We're going to talk about some resolutions for next year. Neil and I uh, always like to make resolutions so that we can be better people going forward. Indeed. So we have a couple basketball resolutions 
games, not only for ourselves, but some of our favorite Timberwolves players. We have a sponsor, of course, like we do every week. We have our weekly Wolfies and a very special game that I'll tell you all about when we get to the end. But first, we're going to recap this week of games. We actually improved our road record a little bit now. Aha, we did. Two and one on the week. And uh, yeah, got two road wins as a part of that the whole week uh was on the road so we're good. coming we're coming yeah you got you got to win uh, at home and on the road as it turns out and uh timberwolves finally was it their first uh well first of all we got to start off with the loss we yeah we got the loss we'll at san antonio uh we could go saturday um just another another uh three-point barrage coming down on us right there wolves couldn't get matched up in transition and they were letting them fly bell and nelly other people. Oh, Bellinelli kills us. <laughs> Bellinelli Mills. kills us. Yeah. Well, I saw something today online that said over the last seven games, the Spurs have been first in both offensive and defensive efficiency. So even though they've struggled a lot this season and uh, they're playing well right now, they right beat, now, beat the Nuggets there tonight. So yep, yeah. right now they're finding their stride. And so unfortunately, we were in the crosshairs for that. Yep. Get that one and a little, little bit of uh, revenge there for San Antonio. They. They were, uh, you know, the Timberwolves took care of them. One of the biggest, them. one of the biggest blowouts in Wolves franchise history. Um, you know, you know, we we laid that down on the Spurs. We were a few up weeks forty ago, like the so. entire game. Yeah, so this was, and then Okoge came in as a victory cigar and dunked all over their backup <laughs> units. That's right. So the San Antonio got got us back here. Um, let's see, uh, Derrick Rose hurt his ankle in this game. Uh, too many minutes for Derrick Rose. So Tyus Jones had to start the second half. Um and you know uh oh, oh Jared, and because of that also Jared Bayless with his uh season his season debut and his Timberwolves debut so yeah very um, weird to see him out there very weird wasn't expecting to see that yeah he like, was Ooh. ready I thought he was like dressed like more as like a precaution but I guess this is the precaution that that happened right That's it was right. like hey one of our other point guards got hurt you're in um didn't really have any meaningful moments uh really in this game for for Bayless but yeah some of the OKC good. game that's yeah. good depth you know yeah. he's he's a perfect fine third strainer you know and when he needs to he can step up into that second strain role yeah i wonder if he'll stick around i guess i thought it was a they're going to cut him situation but you need a third you might as well guard. if you're going to yeah. be paying him either way no one else is going to pick up that contract what he, he's owed this season so yeah. if you're going to be paying him either way might as well keep him around yeah totally uh and, and last note here san antonio had a season high three point makes um, in this game, so this Which was is really telling you all you need to know. They're not a three-point shooting team <laughs> no, this season. No, no, no. I think Demar and Lamarcus together have made yeah. eight on the season. Oh my gosh, that's and crazy! So they're not shooting threes this season. That's the that's what, they're zigging really hard when everyone's zagging, or yeah. vice versa. Playing So yeah, that's that's pop though. He he doesn't force his system on anyone. He plays to the strengths of his players. Um, yeah. So took and that, yes, that was a subtweet of Tom Thibodeau right there. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got you got to let him have it. When, you know, when, when he deserves it. We have to improve. Uh, moving on to uh, what was it? Uh, the win in Oklahoma City was what was it? Uh, the the twenty third? I can't remember. It wasn't. Yeah, it would have been the twenty third. Yeah, no games. No games. So it's Sunday night, right? Sunday. That's right. Uh, Sunday night uh, in Oklahoma City. Uh, Wolves got the win. One fourteen. One twelve. Uh, no Rose in this one again. Tyus Jones got the start. And uh, yeah, good, good luck with this one. Here you go. Go guard Russell Westbrook. Get out there, Tyus. It's not fair. It's just not fair. They, they hit him on uh, you know someone else. Yeah, kind of Roko, Roko, Roko took a yeah. lot of Westbrook. But yeah. there's, there are very few people in the league I'd want to guard less <laughs> no. than Westbrook. Not only does he do the thing I hate in pickup hoops in that he runs all the time. Right. Already I hate that. But two, like... 
you know he's just going to run you over and get get the call and finish with an and one at some point. He is just he he's like uh, LeBron in the sense that people that big and that muscular shouldn't be able to move that fast. Yeah, he plays unlike any other point guard. Um, this was Andrew Wiggins' game. This was a, a Wiggy game, I would say. Right? This is uh, this is one of them that you like to see from him scoring all them points. Shout to Drew Wiggs, man. Right? He finally listening. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of these things where and. This is kind of a double-edged compliment or a backhanded compliment to Wiggins, where when he's not deferring to other scorers, he can really get some buckets. It seems like with Derrick Rose out, with no Jimmy Butler, no Derrick Rose, he's like, okay, I'm going to need to get buckets in this game. And I think that when they want uh, Derrick Rose to score, like in Chicago, I think a lot of the guys wanted Derrick Rose to have a big homecoming night in Chicago. Wiggins deferred a lot more, but without Rose in the game, we get uh, Max Wiggins, you know, (laughs) and uh, Max Wiggins can get buckets, my friend. Yeah, like you're saying, Wiggins isn't uh, isn't really the you know the you know he's he's not the type to to grab his shots and sorry screw you. It's kind of got to got to be the last resort, right, for him to you know go forward and, and go ahead and take what's his. So and that was kind of what we were in right now. We really needed him to shoot the ball, needed his usage to be way up there, and and he provided. Yeah, he hit the most important bucket of the game at yeah. the very end of the game to put us ahead for good. Uh, that was Andrew Wiggins. Get into the rim. That's what you want to see. Get into the rim, Wiggins. You this, know, this was a really, really good game. Really fun game. Wolves got in there, um, you know, in the first quarter and kind of dominated. And Oklahoma City battled back. Really, you know, strapped down their defense and and really got got some run and got some uh, you know transition opportunities using their defense, their league leading defense. By the way, Oklahoma City is terrifying defensive team, um, and they they've really also, showed that in the second quarter. They've also played like the easiest schedule in basketball, sure. which is yeah. something too. But they got the guys. I mean, yeah, you they do. I mean, they do, and they were good at Robertson, defense last year. They were really good on defense last year. So the defense is legit, especially with guys like Westbrook, George, and Adams all out there at the same time. That's a good lineup. Yeah, and all the other guys, even like Grant and, you know, Ferguson or some of these other guys they bring in, they're just long. Even if they're not like known as great defenders, they just have long long arms that go on forever. So Mm -hmm. they're a really tough team to play against. But yeah, then the Wolves battle back, you know, 24 to 6 run to close out the third for the Wolves. And, just a really fun game, kind of going back and forth with 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 you know really quality opponent. So it it was really fun to see. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, we got our first road win against the Western Conference. Hey. Get that monkey off our back before it turns into twenty nineteen. Got to shout out Gorgie Jang in this game as well. Towns was out with fouls, and man, Gorgie was great. Great he game was, for Gorgie. He hit the three. He was just balling out there. I like playing basketball. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell because you you were just wonderful. Great defensively, getting boards. Just really filling in. It's, it's games like this that, you know, we, we call for Gorgie to get traded all the time. But it's games like this where you sort of like think about it and you're like, man, if we didn't have him, this is probably a loss. And there's other games like that where, yeah, he's obviously overpaid for what he's given us back up five minutes and stuff. But he's such a good player, you know, so it's I, I still kind of have hope for Gorgie potentially finding a new home, a team that could really use him in, in a much bigger way and for the playoffs and stuff because i think he does have a lot of value it's not it's not one of these situations where he's a he's a dinosaur in this league yeah, or something he's just but, overpaid we paid him yeah. for we paid him starter money before we signed taj gibson and relegated him to the bench and that's unfortunate we yeah. paid him after a after two seasons in which he was a starter an effective starter and so we kind of paid him starter money but you're right uh without the contract uh you know kind of number or handing over his head you look at him you're like that guy can play some basketball <laughs> nobody tells gurgy jay what to do all right, well, so the Wolves uh, kept, the, kept the road trip going, and um, 
you know, took took it to Chicago. Apparently, the team, even though they had multiple road games in a row, uh, was able to get back home if they wanted to. To um, you know, uh, have Christmas spend, with the fam. Yeah, spend Christmas with the family. I think a lot of their guys went elsewhere. Um, seeing you know Instagram stories, you know, from Josh Okogie going back home um, to hang with his family. Uh, I think I heard you know Towns uh, maybe even hung out with with Zach Levine, you know, in Chicago oh, on sure. the day off or whatever. So I think different guys did different stuff. It was weird nice. on the broadcast that they were saying that Towns and Levine hung out, but they didn't say Wiggins because I always thought no, Wiggins and yeah. Levine were homeboys. But well, and Levine always shouts out Tyus. Yeah, you know, so it's, I feel like it's the three or the four of them. Yeah, know? but uh, you know, I just think Wiggins isn't a guy who likes to go out. You know, well, and it's it's a it's a holiday which brings different stuff. I mean, Wiggins probably wanted to be with his baby. For yeah, the first Christmas, like point. you know, it's, certain guys wanted to head home, but I don't think Towns is much family at home. So you know, guys like you know Tyus Jones definitely do and stuff. So everyone got different plans, but. Yeah, apparently they had some McDonald's. Uh, but yeah, the Chicago game. Yeah, they had some McDonald's. That was funny. <laughs> Lots of anecdotes. Yeah, I, hope on the that, I, hope they, I hope they got paid for that. You know, uh, let's go. I, I hope think they got that's a, a little... big Chicago. Bro- Usually, that's a big Chicago like you know, um, you know, sponsor. Yeah, for, I don't know Bulls. what they still do, but when I was going to college uh, in Evanston, uh, when in the fourth quarter, their cherry berry promotion was always get like a free McDonald's breakfast sandwich the next day, which I would always argue is a way better promotion than cherry sure. berry. They're everywhere. You can't throw a rock without hitting a McDonald's in America. <laughs> you know. All right, so the Wolves got the one nineteen ninety four win in Chicago. Uh, kind of, kind of light work in this one, right? Kind of a, kind of a half a game in this one, right? Well, you know, tell that to Tibbs, who in the fourth, when we're up by twenty, is yeah, still minutes, playing the starters, yeah. still yeah. playing the starters. Three minutes left, and Chicago still yeah. in. Chicago would go on like a little five zero run and cut the lead to fifteen, and all of a sudden, let's get the starters back in the game. Yeah, the game was always sort of safely in hand, but never like into the you know twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty point range it was more in like the 18 to 21 range right. so yeah those guys had to stay in there especially Classic with tips. tips yeah i'm sure i'm sure that was for you know like how uh Derek Rose had kind of a throwback game. Yeah. That was Tibbs having a throwback performance for all the Chicago faithful. They're like, oh, felt, felt oh really classic Tibbs. Yeah, that, that's the Tibbs we remember. The guy who was playing his starters in a blowout win at the end of the game. Because let's remember, everybody, that's how Derek Rose destroyed his knee the first time. The end that's of a playoff right. game that they had already in the bag, playing Rose in the last two minutes of it anyways. So many minutes. And yeah, this night was kind of all about Derek Rose. I mean, uh you know, definitely the return. I, I didn't realize this, but at the end of the broadcast, they had mentioned that this was only his second return back to Chicago, which is surprising, but also not. I mean, I guess I would. He's only been off the team for like three years. And I would have guessed injuries. more, but I guess you I, would think because the Knicks play him twice because he was in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, just because he was. When I think about him post Bulls, I think of the Eastern Conference. Right. You know, Cleveland, even though that was a short stint. Right. But yeah, New York and stuff. So uh, that's surprising to me that it was only his second game back. And man, the crowd was the crowd was there for him. Man. Everyone was wearing their D Rose jerseys. So many Came jerseys out of the I saw them I saw a Memphis jersey you know multiple oh, yeah. jerseys the green statement wolves jersey like everything and uh it was cute when Derek Rose smiled at the free throw line when yeah. he heard the MVP chance that was special you could that tell cool. it could tell it meant a lot to him yeah so he had a good night uh shooting the ball and man the shots continue to go in for Derek Rose it's pretty amazing to see it's it's still something, especially from three. Whenever they go up, I don't expect it to go in. Yeah, they still do. So, you know, Derek Rose had a nice night, and crowd was behind him. Zach Levine back in this game. After, surprised everyone. Yeah, surprised. He's supposed late, to be out uh, for another few weeks. And yeah. He said, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. Get me back in there. He missed the uh, previous five games and uh, played pretty well, especially in the first half anyway. Yeah. He hit uh, three threes in the first half. and Shot uh, looks great. Shot 
always looks great. And um, yeah, so good good to see you know Zach back in there. I know he probably really wanted to play in this game, so it's good he did and did not get re-injured. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I didn't, he didn't even look like limping around or anything. Yeah, you know, well, I was I was looking bouncy. to see if he was stiff, and yeah. no, he was looking good. So always fun to see Zach and also Chris Dunn. He's a yep. he's a nuisance. He was pesky. He got a lot of turnovers and yep. you know deflections and stuff like that. So he's still not you know able to do much on offense, but man, on defense, yeah. he he's pesky. Still not a threat anywhere that's not in the paint. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was all Wolves in this one pretty much. Second half, same story. Kind of they just kept that lead. A lot of Wolves games when they have a big half halftime lead, they'll kind of let it get whittled back to 10 or 12 or something. And this game was never that close. The Bulls are just an atrocious basketball team right now, especially on offense. Oh, bad. Yeah, especially on offense. I mean, and they have injuries, too, with, you know, Bobby Portis and, um, you know, Valentine and a couple a couple guys who are out still. But, man, their team is is just they, they got another they got another top five pick coming their way for sure. So what's the what's the tanking slogan for this year? Like yeah, crying for Zion? Zion yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Crying for Zion's pretty good. Uh, Dying, you know, uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, those are all good. Yeah, everyone's trying to get Zion, but this is the year too where the lottery odds are expanded. So, you know, even if you're one still, of the third it's still worst, still best to, if you still want your best shot at the pick, it's yeah, still best to have the, the worst idea record, is still of, there, or to have one of the worst three records. Yeah, no, the, the goal is still the same, but uh, the sort of way that it happens is going to be a little bit more uh, random, I guess, a little bit more spread out odds. But it'll be interesting to see where Chicago lands as far as also that goes. weird, even with injuries, Jabari Parker, no minutes no minutes they're probably gonna trade him or something he signed a two-year like 40 million deal but yeah the second year's an option it's an option team yeah, option team option for so, year, so you know yeah i guess it was a flyer for them but yeah that's that's how far jabari's falling i guess Man. can't defend anybody people people think wiggins is the bust and yeah, number two jabari's number two right, right there yeah of course Embiid was the one at number three who was really really <laughs> out you know that was the one you should have proved hinky correct and the look i know he's injured but let's just let's just hold on to him for a few years and see what he turns into yeah yeah um scott how'd you like the the the, the earned uh prince jerseys the white jerseys in person not in person but you know see him on the on the players for the first time in action I don't like them as much as the purple Prince jerseys. Yeah. Earned Edition, my second favorite uh, jersey that we've seen behind the Prince one, behind the City Edition. Um, I think it looks really cool because it looks more like your traditional like home kit where you have like your white jerseys at home. It, it, It looked like what we would be if we were just a team that had white and purple as our colors. I really like that. We all had the purple trim, the purple shoes. And I I hope because I get the feeling that the Timberwolves don't really like the... uh, Association. What's mm. what's the white one? The normal white. Yep. Yeah. I, think I would go association. I don't think they like wearing that one. Yeah. You can see they go to a lot of lengths not to wear that. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see the players wear the earned edition as their default white ones for the rest of the season. Yeah. And I just love it because it gives you a picture of a world of the Timberwolves with their franchise colors being purple and white. And it looks way better. It looks way better. Yeah, I, I like them as well. No, I do like the black ones better simply because... The purple one's better. The purple one's better. Uh, I do like the black and purple ones better because they, they make the, the... like I feel like the shoulder like silver piece is like a like probably my favorite part about the jersey. It kind of like, so blends different in with the white. It's so different and you can barely see it in the white. Right. It really pops off on the on the original. So. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, the jerseys uh, look good. Got some cool shoes happening with those last night and stuff. But yeah, good times. Wolves got another win. Two and one on the week. Chicago, you know. You know how it is. Here's the tip. This week's full court press is a, uh, we usually do a week review. This is a year in review. A week recap, a year recap. That's happening right now. So we're going to look back 
2018 and all the things that happened in uh uh you know for for the franchise for the wolves and uh we're gonna we're gonna start off with with the good the good things that happened in 2018 yeah let's take you all the way back to the beginning of the calendar year all the way we're, we're talking we're talking february february 2018 <laughs> almost all the way back where we gotta do something we haven't done since the kevin love days and that's watch a timberwolves player play in the all-star game that's right we had our first uh two all-star selections since kevin in. love yep. and uh jimmy butler did not play he wisely knew there was something wrong with his knee and didn't want to play <laughs> which is, was at the time written off as oh that's just jimmy zigging where he's zagging where everyone zigs once again talking about zigs and zags oh yeah and it's just like oh that's the kind of jimmy butler thing to be too cool for school and uh so cat though had a great game 17 yeah. points like 10 rebounds or something uh and it just felt great because you always feel like you know those are the cool kids at the all-star game it's an <laughs> exclusive club and to finally see cat right. rubbing in rubbing elbows with those guys uh, i thought it was really cool yeah awesome to have lots of all-stars happening uh, i don't know that that will be the case this year you kind of have to have nope, you know be two this you, year. you have to have a better team you know oh there'll be two yeah sure yeah we'll have no. carl anthony towns and derrick rose in the all-star game you know i haven't even looked i have not even looked. i know vote, voting did start on christmas but i have not even looked to see like who i would think would be on the team so that the i think uh the prediction of having rose in there is fan vote fan vote might even way. might even be possible he has to here. get fan vote or else he's not getting yeah. it so cat's 56 point game was in march of oh, 2018 i see yep uh franchise record that was big Gotta love that. He was just soaking up the points, really just showing what happens because he had to take a lot of shots in that game. And it just showed that if you give Cat like the pressure to, you know, force up a lot of shots because Jimmy was out of the yeah, game. Yeah, I was gonna say that was that was just a Jimmy out game. Yeah, right? Jimmy yeah. was injured, and yeah. so Cat just was had to keep shooting. And after the game, Thibodeau was like, he shot too much. <laughs> Being that cantankerous, uh, you know, killjoy that he is. It's like I thought Carl forced too many shots. It's like, but they went in. He scored fifty six <laughs> points, Tibbs. Yeah. But either way, uh just the best scoring display we've ever seen of a player in a Timberwolves jersey and one for the history books. Game eighty two was a huge moment, one of the most fun uh, nights in uh, Timberwolves history, I would say. I would say. Yeah, least, it's been uh, one of four times in NBA yeah. history where it was the winner advances to the playoffs, Crazy. loser goes home. Crazy. And first the stakes, time, first time in like thirty years it's happened. And the stakes super high for the Wolves, you know, having having the longest drought, longest playoff drought in the league, you know. So definitely, I mean, Nuggets haven't been there in a while either. But you know, Nuggets, Nuggets lost out on the last day of the season two years in a row. Now, yeah, brutal, brutal. And uh, but they're hey, looking pretty good now. Yeah, so, it, right, it, yeah. It, it, it was the chip in the shoulder they needed to motivate themselves to get yeah. it together yeah. so I, I won't feel bad for Nuggets fans there especially considering how long our drought was but that was a heck, heck of a game Neil where we went to overtime Taj yeah. Gibson forced overtime by stripping Amazing. Jokic in the corner crazy crazy Taj yeah. Gibson with the, the play of the season yeah they made it to made it to Jimmy Butler playing on a hobbled knee he came back for the last three games of the season where we needed to win them all and on a hobbled knee he scored the most points in overtime for the Wolves and sent us there and I'll always remember the giant Jumbotron saying clinched 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 and yes. then Cat hugging Jimmy, and it looks like those two actually like each other. Everyone hugging each other. So many photos. They're wearing the gray jerseys. Yeah, they wore the gray jerseys for like the last eight games yeah. of the season. They were they were, they were lucky. They Running were the lucky straight. Yeah, yep. they were lucky. So then that win propelled the team into the playoffs, into the into the eighth seed, uh, where they would uh, face off against uh, James Harden, Chris Paul. 
Houston Rockets. And uh, Scott, you were there for the Game 3 victory. I was the there Wolves for Game 3 game and eight. Game 4. Yes. Game 3 was one to remember. Yeah. Although I had to sell your ticket to a Houston Rockets mm-hmm. fan because hey. I couldn't find anyone to go with me. You said he was cordial. He was very cordial. Yeah. And he, he had the good sense to leave once his team started getting blown out. There you go. Um, and it was just a blast. It was one of the most exciting games I've been at. And, you know, the whole crowd was feeling it. It was the first playoff game in Minnesota since the KG era. And the crowd went wild, and with every bucket that pushed us ahead, you could just feel the energy. It was one of the most energetic games I've been to up there with the night KG return to the team. Like, the energy was so awesome. It was palpable. And even though game four was a little worse, they scored 50 points in the third quarter on us, you'll remember, in that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, But it was still just amazing to see playoff basketball in Minnesota, and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, and that that finished out our season, uh, you know, but uh, there were still still some other good things to that would happen uh you know to propel us into this season we have uh, jamal crawford choosing no longer to be a member of the timberwolves we would have to he d- declined his player option he, he would have been paid like 4.5 million or something thought he would get a better deal or maybe just didn't want to be here and now he's playing for the vet minimum with the phoenix Suns. so that was the wrong choice for jamal because he went to a worse team and is getting paid less money um, but you know, I'm happy that he chose not to be a part of this team anymore because I felt like he really was an overall negative asset for the team last year. So that was a lucky streak for the Timberwolves right there. Yeah. I remember being very happy when I saw, you know, John Krasinski report that Jamal would be turning down his, uh, his player option. But, uh, and at the time everyone yeah. was like, he's not going to get that much money, but maybe he's going to go to the Warriors and get a rain or something like that. Yeah. And then the Warriors yeah, got Buddy instead. A, yeah, I thought it'd be a front runner situation, but yeah. he can only get a deal from the worst team in the league. So. Well, if he plays well enough in Phoenix, he'll be a buyout candidate. Maybe the Sixers will pick him up. They need some shooting, stuff yeah. like that, you know? All right. And then later in the summer, yeah, we had um, something that we've been talking about for a long time, which is uh, having ends of purple into the, <laughs> into the Timberwolves jersey situation. Game. Blouses. That's right. The Wolves uh, unveiled their their city jerseys for this year. The the purple uh, Prince uh, kit. So uh, yeah, that, that it would have been enough that's for me be a good thing, yeah. if it was just purple jerseys. Right. That would have already been one of the best yeah. things that happened to me. Top five things that happened to me in 2018. But it was even better because it was Prince. They leaned into it. They did one the of my favorite artists all the time. They, you know, they, they really the did. They yeah. didn't do something lazy with the thought and attention that went into all the small details of the jerseys, as well as how they had purple rain night for the first game. I was there. They were playing Prince music. They had Morris Day perform at halftime. And just like they really put a lot of thought and attention into celebrating Prince. And let me just be honest. Purple looks good on the Timberwolves. I think it's, you know, what should be our all the time color. And hopefully this is the first yeah. step towards that. Yeah, I think it's it's been a hit. And so I think when you I think, you know, you, this that's going to be part of this new Nike partnership is sort of the ability to try out new stuff. And if it works, stick with it. You know, so yeah. I, I hope that it's something that they can continue to roll with and evolve you see the you know miami you know uh vice city you know yep. jerseys they've rolled with those Look, sounds like they're going to do another edition third year in a row next year so i could see something like that happening with the wolves in purple <laughs> and even if they don't they can't take these purple jerseys away from me i yeah. bought them you got the, i own them now the I, got, one. I also got the shorts okay you're so good to go. like no matter <laughs> if they move away from it in the future i will always have purple jerseys now with the wolves name on them one more good thing that also happened. yeah i should mention 
we also got Jim Peterson saying game blouses on an FSN broadcast, Amazing. which uh, alone is worth notable uh, celebrating. That's right. And uh, one one more good thing that happened in 2018 uh, post Jimmy Butler trade. We had the Robert Covington and Dario Saric honeymoon phase. That's nice. Uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, obviously we're now back into the kind of ups and downs of the Western Conference schedule being on the road and stuff. But right after the trade, we had maybe, I want to say, 12 out of 13 games at home and a lot of them against Eastern Conference uh, opponents. So it was a great time to give the new players time yeah. to acclimate themselves to Minneapolis. Yeah. And we just ripped off a great winning streak during that period. We played some really inspired basketball. We had one of the top defenses in the league for that stretch. And uh, I think that it was the perfect environment to introduce these new players because the fan base immediately fell in love with them, seeing the kind of heart and hustle that Covington brought. And a lot of, I mean... Dario is also hustling in ways that Timberwolves players don't. You know, you could tell they learned some good uh, lessons in Philadelphia. But Dario just being like a heads up, very smart player, kind of being like uh, Bielitsa 2.0, you know? Right. So, yeah. More uh, willing to shoot. So, yeah, there's this great honeymoon phase. And wasn't that a fun time, Neil? Absolutely. Uh, that, that wraps up the good. Let's get to the bad. He's hitting up. 2018. Uh, let me get bad. Let's see the dough pulled up. Dough! Yeah, get lots of doughs because because it's time to talk about the worst things of 2018. This one's not in chronological order necessarily, so we could just talk. Neil. Okay, okay. Um, I think the biggest one it, it, we have to start it off with the absolute debacle regarding Jimmy Butler's trade demands. Not only Jimmy kind of harshing the mellow on our best season, you know, in a long time, in 13 years. Uh, we were riding high on the glory and very excited for the next season, probably selling two season ticket packages like we've never had before for the sales reps. And uh, all of a sudden, Jimmy's like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. It was uh, put a gray cloud in that, in that sunny outlook we had for this season very quickly. And uh, I don't know who looked the worst, Neil. Was it was it Jimmy? Was it Tibbs? Is it this organization? Was it Glenn Taylor? Everyone looked bad in this situation. Everyone, yeah, has egg on their face here. It was a mess, and that's just kind of how the Wolves roll. Yeah, you know, it, it was so. a return to form for the Wolves franchise. Yeah. We felt very comfortable with that very kind of disharmony going on. Yeah, and to me, at the end of all this, to me, it's Tibbs. Tibbs is the worst. He is the worst of this happening. Uh, <laughs> he's still getting booed. He's still he's kind of the the survivor in all this. I guess still here. But to me, at the end of the day, when we look back at this, I think we will kind of look back at it as a mismanagement from Tom Thibodeau. Not that there's not other blame to go around. Surely there is. But I think Tibbs is the worst of all, all this. But yeah, this was this was about as bad as it can get for, for a team, for a franchise. Be the laughing stock of the league for weeks on end. So public. Yeah, so public. So many leaked reports and details known. So Pat Riley calling yeah. Tom Thibodeau MFer on oh, the phone. Yeah. yeah so that, everything leaking. Uh, return a tour de force. Uh, Jimmy's back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, yeah. Um, Crazy. old dudes stay hating. Yeah. All that drama. So many moments. Just, just when you thought it couldn't get worse, it kept getting worse. But yeah, that's that's as bad as it got in 2018 for sure. For I think I want to jump ahead a little bit on our list because this ties in. No respect. Uh, we've lost a lot. No respect in the national media. First, it happened with the playoffs. We got there and we lost in a gentleman's sweep to the Rockets, which, you know, I thought 
wasn't that bad of a deal. The Rockets were the number one seed. Yeah. We lost one more game to the Rockets in the playoffs than the Golden State Warriors did. <laughs> the champions lost sure. three games yeah. in the playoffs they to the Rockets. Were... We lost four. And yet everyone treated it like, oh, it's time to blow up the Timberwolves. Man, you could really see their ceiling isn't going to be good enough because they play bad against the Rockets. And it's just like the way the national press was like, that was such a disaster ceiling for the Timberwolves. So what are the Timberwolves going to do? Or, I mean, a disaster situation, you know? Yeah. And and I just thought that was weird considering that we, were in, we had position to win game one before Jimmy Butler did his stupid late game hero ball and cost us the game like he does you know and then game three we won game four we were up at halftime obviously gave it up but I thought we were in a lot of these games and I mean Cat really got owned by Clint Capella I think a lot of that was part a lot of that was Tibbs's defensive schemes having Cat drop drop back on everything but Cat got destroyed by Capella, so I guess I understand that. But how it's just bad like, he looked was the worst part of that series. But I just don't think like we. If, if I were in a national analyst, I'd be like, okay, the Timberwolves got there for it's the first time. Yeah, they got the their feet eight. wet. What, do you expect? what, what yeah. happens when the Thunder, you know, got bounced by the Lakers in the first round? Everyone said, oh, now the Thunder got their feet wet. They're now they're going to be better next yeah, year. And instead, everyone's like, year. oh, it's time to blow up the Wolves. It's yeah. time to blow them up. And even Jimmy Butler thought that. Yeah. And then also the lack of respect that came from Jimmy Butler calling everyone on our team soft. I really felt like that hurt. <laughs> Uh, Cat's reputation, Wiggins' reputation, and it's easy to see that once we traded him, the national media hasn't talked about us once. There's been no attention paid to the Timberwolves. Yeah, so I think there's is. just like a lack of respect all around. It's a star-driven league. Got to have stars. You got to be in the market, you know. Unfortunately, so yeah, that that definitely drove all the press, and now it's uh, now it's not there. But we'll be back. But yeah, the the you know losing to the Rockets, uh, you know, Cat not playing well, that certainly kind of led into a summer that was a little rough as well. Put some respect on my name. Remember that. We had uh, the whole Derrick Rose and Rick Brunson uh, drama. We had, um, uh, you know, Towns is uh, one of his uh, team, one of his friends who was a staff member on the team, a trainer, um, big man coach. Um, uh, Vince Lagarza, I believe was his name, yep. let go sort of, but you know, that, in a that way that the cats didn't really know about. Right. Well, I'm just saying like this kind of, you know, I'm not saying that the all the loss, you know, let it like, you know, force these things but to happen. But the rumors were that he was fired because Tibbs didn't like any of his coaches being closer to Cat than he was. Yeah, so yeah, So it seemed yeah, like yeah. a sabotaging move to kind right. of anger Cat. But if we're talking about bad, negative things that happened in 2018, you know, the summer was, after the playoff loss, there was just kind of this air of like weirdness kind of happening and a lot of like these it's a dysfunctional front office and these guys don't like well, Tibbs and the marketing with, department doesn't like Tibbs and all this stuff. Like, especially with Rick Brunson having a lot yeah. of allegations come to light about how he was mistreated women. Yep. It was something the organization knew about and decided to just keep rolling with him until they figured out it was too much of a liability. Obviously, Derek Rose's issues with women and it just continues a pattern of the Timberwolves not really caring. Uh, you know, Jordan Hill, Lance Stevenson, they just Turning don't care. A blind eye yeah, to, to this things, stuff yeah. and that's discouraging as a fan base and uh that was a real black eye on the organization, more so than any of this Jimmy Butler stuff, in my opinion. Um, other downsides of 2018, Jimmy Butler's post-All-Star game injury. We Ouch. talked about that. Uh, Jimmy knew why he was sitting out, because in the very next game, he injured himself when he was out for more than a month uh, with knee problems. And that was a bummer, because we were playing at a rate of me maybe being the third or fourth best team in the West, and we barely eked into the playoffs after yeah. that. But that's what you get with Jimmy Butler. You're going to get the good with the bad, and the bad includes injuries. <laughs> And then finally, uh, my final last thing about that was depressing about 2018 was Andrew Wiggins and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad calendar year. Yeah, the whole uh, year has been kind of rough on him and his in his reputation as sort of you know being a you know passive player as someone you know who's regressing and who's not really efficient.
patience and and the whole year has kind of been rough on him as far as that goes yeah and i i have hopes that he'll turn things around next year he's already you know like we said had a great game at okc is you know definitely getting to the line more getting to the rim more since the trade and uh hopefully he can just put 2018 behind him and say that was the anomaly you know that's right okay uh so that's the bad we got one more part here it's resolutions for the new year he's on fire Yes, 2019 is upon us, so we have to do some resolutions. I'm a firm believer in resolutions. Yeah, we are resolute right now. So Even if you fail, it's important to try. We each have um, some resolutions um, for ourselves and also for um, you know Timberwolves players. So And we're going to keep these basketball-related. Yeah, One of my resolutions stuff. is I want to be better at keeping up with my friends. There you go. You know, But that's not basketball-related, nah, so we're nah. not going to talk about that. Yeah, so what we're going to talk about is just hoops. So uh, my two basketball-related um, resolutions for myself. Number one, on the floor, playing pickup, I got to O-board more. I got to crash the boards on the offensive end. Um, you know, I'm six foot four. I'm usually one of the taller people out there. Sometimes a float on the outside, you know, get into the three point range. Not that I'm shooting a bunch of threes, but I just like to play in the perimeter a little more. I got to crash. I got to get in there. I can help my team more if I can crash the board. So that's Especially something like, I need to do. I can't offensive rebound because the guy I'm guarding is always faster than me. So <laughs> if he takes off down the lane and I don't get the board, then that's a fast break. But, you know, you're fast enough to keep up with the person you're defending. So really, yeah. no excuses. Yeah, I got to get in there a little bit more. It's just, just an effort thing. And then more broadly, not pick up basketball style. Um, this summer, I would like to cover the WNBA on a deeper league-wide level. Um, so um, I write game recaps and cover the links for Canis Hoopus. Maybe you're hearing this podcast on Canis Hoopus right now. You probably are. Shots Thanks to Canis. Listening. Shots to Canis. We love them. But yeah, I cover the links for Canis Hoopus, and um, I'm really interested in the WNBA, and it's growing very quickly, and it's going to be a great year um, this summer. So I would just like to maybe do a little bit more coverage on the league in general. So um, that's something I'm going to challenge myself to do in 2019. All right. I'll go with my two basketball resumes. Resolutions yeah. for 2019. I was going to say watch three non Timberwolves basketball <laughs> games per week because I'm really bad at watching other teams because sometimes I get so busy yeah. during the season, it's all I can do to keep up with the Wolves. And I'd like to watch more of those, but I found out I made that resolution last year. <laughs> so I need to I need to roll that over okay. and continue yep, that. So my, right. my two are going to be this. Number one, rebound with two hands at pickup hoops. Good. A lot of times I'm pretty lazy. If I can get one hand on it, I'll just try to knock it over to where one of my guys is. <laughs> and it's so too many times I just hit it into the opponent's hand. So I need to really lock down those rebounds with two hands and then i'm also going to try and make a digest every single week remember hey, the wolf's cast digest it's coming back that was a thing that i gave up doing uh just because i don't actually i don't need to go into my excuses i have a m- million of them but they're all lame it's a resolution so, to come on back i'm going to be back with the digest in 2019 stronger than ever send me your links everybody um let's go ahead and do our resolutions we made a few resolutions for timberwolves yeah. players neil should i jump it off with mine go ahead all right jump ball right here because i said jump it off which yeah. is a weird thing to yeah, say but here's enough. my jump ball for the resolutions <laughs> for timberwolves players uh number one uh andrew wiggins two rebounds per quarter all right it seems easy enough you know but if you just focus on getting two per quarter wigs, you're yeah. gonna be averaging eight at the end of the season and wow. no one will be able to call you a bad rebounder ever again it's easy to get two you know it's just like st- sit back there when it's uncontested and grab one from carl you know and then also you know try to get a longer rebound one of those ricochet threes but if you just try to focus on getting two per quarter that doesn't sound too hard you play big minutes in every quarter it's not like you're sitting out the second quarter for the entire time and hey you know i think it's a little unreasonable to 
think that Wiggins can go up from like two and a half boards up to eight, but that's what it's about. It's about setting a goal. Right. And then, hey, even if you fall short, you're at six per game. Great. Exactly. We'll take it. So just try and get two. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound too hard. Yes. And then my other thing is not just for Andrew. It's not just for Carl. It's not for Okogi, but for all of these young Timberwolves players, Tyus. These guys, you know, they're considered soft because of Jimmy, but also mm. because they don't have any visible ink. <laughs> You know, how are you going to get a tough guy reputation if you don't have any tats? They might have business tats where we can't see them because they're under the jersey like Kevin Durant. But come on, guys, let's get a little bit of ink, look a little tougher, and then maybe nobody's going to call you soft anymore. Good one. Get some tattoos, you guys. You'll be be tougher. Uh, Maybe the national media like you more, too. All right, my uh, resolutions for Timberwolves players. uh, Derek Rose, um, be more of a willing passer, please. Um, You know, I think a lot of his assists are a little bit empty, a little bit, uh, you know, hey, that's an assist, but, you know, you did really like you know pass the guy He's into got, a shot they're kind of like home run assists where he they're the only assist is like i've drawn two defenders while i'm driving to the rim and now i can yeah. hit the open guy and those are good assists don't they're get fine. me wrong yeah. that's it's better than him forcing a shot yeah, over totally. two uh, players but a lot of times it's this kind of bail me out at the last second kind yeah. of passing and it's not like the old ricky rubio i'm gonna dribble this way to set up a pass over that way kind of assisting you so know? yeah especially in pick and roll i would like him to find carl anthony towns more while you know towns is rolling hard to the hoop that's a much better shot you Derek Rose, great floater, great. You know, he's pretty good at finishing around the rim. Gets blocked a lot these days, but you know, I want to see him be able to make that pass to Towns and and hit him, hit the big man rolling. And then um, going to another point guard on the team, Jeff Teague. I'd like to see him, uh, you know, fire that three a little bit more. He's, you know, it's a it's a thing we've brought up a lot on this show. It's a you know point of consternation for Wolves fans all over. Jeff Teague, please let it go. Just let it fly, man. No one is gonna no one's gonna blame you even if you miss. Just don't, you have so many sort of seemingly wide open. And threes you're at least an average three-point shooter please let him go we need we need you to shoot that shot yeah i'd rather have you shoot five percent worse from the sure. three-point line and make an extra one or two per game yeah you know? really like don't protect your percentage man yeah exactly we need to get uh need to get those attempts up so yeah those are those are our um those are our resolutions for the new year for wolves and for ourselves please let us know on twitter at wolvescast what your resolutions for other Timberwolves players are. Or resolutions for yourself. We would yeah. love to hear, we'll especially if you too. play pickup hoops with us, what you're trying to improve so I can exploit that. Scouting report. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Hit us up at Wolvescast, everybody. All right, sponsor time, paying bills. Today's sponsor is Jack Links. You know Jack Links. They are a Timberwolves sponsor as well. Um, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is, is one of their main people. Jack Links jerky. That's right. Yeah, and they've recently heard our show and decided to bring us in the fold as well. Jack Links, uh, they have something called a signature batch. That's um, that's some delicious jerky that's uh, only available in the Wild Side, which is the little store, the little storefront on the Skyway level near Target Center. And if you haven't walked through Block E, I'm still called a Block E. Block that's, E. That's, you know, Mayo old Clinic school. Square. If you ever walked through the Mayo Clinic Square, it, it should almost be called the Jack Link's Beef Jerky uh-huh. Square because they have taken over that. They got kitchens, they got stores, yes. they got offices. Check it out when you're walking through the Skyway to your next terminal. So again, Jack Link's uh, would like uh, us to tell you about their signature batch. Um, that's stuff you can only get in the Skyway store, but what are exactly these batches? What are we, what are we making here that you can't get anywhere else? Well, we, they've told us uh, exactly what the recipes are, and uh, we got a couple of the options that you can get at Wildside. Uh, first one is uh, called uh, the Crunch Time, and that is inspired by your favorite mascot. This flavor combines the classic Nestle Crispy Rice Candy Bar with teriyaki beef. That's right. Mmm, corporate synergy. 
crunch time. For people who don't like crispy rice candy bars, we have the Thorny Rose signature batch. Celebrate the former MVP by grabbing the most valuable piece of meat you'll ever taste. Uh-huh. You know what helps build healthy knee- knees, Neil? Mm, protein. Oh, protein strengthens your knee I joints. I know that. Great. The Thorny Rose mixes the fragrance of a flower bed with the savory smokiness of bacon. That's right. It's actually like a it's actually like a rose like sort of thing where you pick the petals off. But those petals, jerky. That's right. Jerky right there. Tasty. All right. And then finally. Play, Does he love me? He loves me not. Love he loves me. me. He loves me not. You got the Eating idea. all those petals. That's a fun time up at the Jack Lake Signature uh, Wild Side Lounge. Um, and then finally, the Josh O'Hoagie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you, you love uh, jerky, but wish it was served between bread? Well, we've got a surprise for you that has more energy and kick than our favorite first-round draft pick. Pick up the Josh O'Hoagie, the, the hoagie jerky combo of your dreams. It's wonderful. So those are just a couple of the wonderful signature, uh, you know, flavors that you will uh, experience. The Wild Side. This is called the Wild Side Lounge. I think this is called the Wild Side, but that's just an idea that we have for them. Neil, Wild Side Lounge. This sponsor is mouth-watering. It's mm. got me so very hungry. Ooh. I think that the only thing we can do is talk about more food. <laughs> that's right. Let's review some Target Center food. Welcome to tonight's game featuring your Minnesota Timberwolves versus the bad guys. But first, it's time for Target Center Food Review. Wow, it's been quite some time. Quite some time since we reviewed Target Center Food. But they have new products for us to sample or eat. Yeah, sample. Devour. Trying to get it all this season. And uh, while Neil's been on the road a lot, the few times we have gone to a game, we have definitely sampled some of the new food. And by that, I mean purchased it because no one's given us free stuff to <laughs> do this. Yet, yet, this is like yet. free promo for you guys, but you're not giving us to it for free. Yeah. So you know our opinion is not biased. We're not pulling any punches here to appease the people who fed us. No, we fed ourselves. That's right. We attended a game uh, a few weeks ago and um, had some of the new new offering. One of the, the new, uh, we visited uh, what, the Warehouse Cantina. Um, at uh, at Target Center, and um, yeah, we had uh, we had some delicious food, and we want to talk about today. We had the smoked brisket tacos, and we also had the street corn esquites bowl. How would you say that's got esquites? Hopefully I don't know. I was wondering. Right. I was wondering if you had esquites. a typo. Esquites is esquites. how I pronounce esquites it. Esquites bowl um, from Warehouse Cantina. So yeah, we um, you know we just wanted to uh, you know dig in and, and try some new things. Uh, New new offerings at Target Center every single season, and uh, this year these uh, tacos and this corn bowl um, are new. So let's start with the tacos. Um, I was impressed by the quality of the brisket, Neil. Indeed, which is really the most important thing. With the yeah, you know, I feel like you know if you're having a sandwich, what's most important is the meat in the sandwich. You know, yeah. and that's the same with tacos, which it's are basically the show. sandwiches. And so, yeah, it was a good, crunchy, crispy brisket. You got to have that with the with the brisket. That's when you know it's really been kind of cooked to perfection. is It's nice and juicy on the inside, but you know, a little bit charred up and a little crispy on the outside. Yeah, sometimes you eat a br- brisket taco and you're like, did they just relabel their beef and name it something different? Because this doesn't taste like brisket. Yeah, this was very good brisket, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah, I really liked. Uh, you know, I think you get three tacos with this, and uh, it's a nice corn tortilla. You know, which is always my preference when dealing with with tacos. You know, the the corn versus flour. Um, you know, uh, debate rages on. But for me, uh, flour. You know, I like flour in my burrito. 
but when I'm dealing with street tacos, give me the corn. This is my most Personally. gringo opinion. I, I like flour. <laughs> you know, that's just me though. You know, that's how I grew yes. up. Yes. Yes. I know yeah. it's not, I know it's not right, but that's how I love it. Yeah. Um, lots of, um, lots of toppings, um, on this as well. And, you know, just a, just a good balance of all the little flavors that you had, um, going in there with the toppings as well. Sometimes you get a topping that's super overwhelming and it kind of becomes less about the, the meat or whatever right. your protein is in there and, and, and more about, you know, the, the onions or whatever. That's a great so, point. The, yeah. the, the toppings really did, you know, accentuate the brisket. It yeah. didn't take away from the brisket. It just helped round off some of those edges and, yeah. uh, was very, well balanced i think is a good way to put it as thanos would like to put it uh, <laughs> perfectly balanced as all things should be um also i enjoyed that for me this is a big deal because i'm a messy eater yeah it's tough when you're None trying to carry stuff and balance stuff oh. and get back to your seats Come on. and uh this was constructed so it's not messy which is a problem with a lot of tacos is you take a bite and half of it falls out yeah and so they came with this nice packaging it comes in this cool little box it's easy to keep your taco in order it and almost had like the like the little i don't know what you would call them little canoes i guess or like little, yeah. little spaces for each taco to sort of yeah, live kind of in. like a taco holder for yeah, each one it's a great taco holder that wasn't it wasn't just like a boat you know what i mean like when i say boat like you know like the little concession stand kind of little boat that you just get like little fries in or whatever right. sometimes they'll just cram the tacos in there and it's like this isn't and really you, ergonomic you pick up one and the other two fall apart exactly whereas this had like a separate space for each of the tacos and they both kind of stayed together like we said didn't fall over the place and it was nice to be able to you didn't have to eat the whole thing you could kind of eat half of it put it back in its little spot and yeah the other ones aren't little moving cradle, anywhere so cradle almost. packaging goes a long way and it, when you get a presentation like that it makes you feel like those extra couple bucks you spent for a premium item it was money well spent anything else on the tacos or should we move on to the corn bowl no i love tacos though <laughs> they're were, they were awesome so we also opted to get a side um of the esquites uh bowl the corn esquites. bowl esquites uh corn bowl and, um, you know, that was, uh, you know, for us a little bit disappointing, uh, not quite as good as the, as the tacos, underwhelming, a little underwhelming here. You know, I do love a corn bowl, do love a little veggie on the side. And well, this was just kind of, kind of bland. I there guess wasn't was much the first flavoring. note we had. It wasn't much flavoring. It yeah. tasted like, you know, it, it tasted like corn that you had frozen in your fridge, refrigerator corn, maybe, and you, yeah. you heated it up. So there's not much flavor to it. And then they didn't add much flavor to it at all. Um, they have a good sauce that went with it. Uh, yep. I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah, that was, was tasty, creamy, yeah. but it tasted like you, it was sauce on like cold, mushy corn. <laughs> you know, it, it yeah. was very uninspired. The corn was, you know, it didn't feel like it was cooked at all. Yeah. And the, yeah, that's what you want with the corn. You want it to, I mean, especially with something like this, you know, you're going for like a taco truck, like sort of like street food vibe. You want the corn to sort of feel like it was, you know, maybe cooked over a fire and like shucked off. You got some of the like charred, you know, kernels in there or something like that you just, didn't just have any some of kind here. of form you yeah know, have anything corn. that's just a little bit out of the a little bit out of the blue a little bit different instead again this looked seemed like it was you know canned corn or just straight out of the freezer or yeah, whatever just flavor flavorless cold kind of mushy corn yeah so i guess what we're saying here with our review is definitely go check out the street tacos the smoked brisket tacos um you know for, from the warehouse cantina get the tacos probably skip the corn though right like it, it didn't add that much i don't think it was that much more expensive as far as that stuff goes like it was only like three dollars which is pretty low for stadium food but yeah still you know if you if you're splurging on the side you want something that's tasty and if you're listening to this anyone who has control over this just add some spice into that corn add some flavoring yeah and also maybe make it a little warmer you know Uh, yes it was just so lukewarm 
lukewarm and cold. You know, it's not a good experience. Yeah, so um, definitely enjoy the tacos, but skip the corn. Go get a different side of whatever you like that's that's better or whatever. And uh, yeah, but we're hoping to review some more food um, this season. We'd love to go check out the new um, restaurant, uh, the old in the old Hubert's um, site. I forget uh, the name of uh, what they're calling that now. Something uh, <laughs> something about uh, the shipping containers <laughs> or whatever that's happening down there. So we're we're definitely excited about that. So maybe that's what we'll do next. But yeah, we like eating and reviewing the food at Target Center. All right, up next, time to give out awards, Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfie. All right, we have trophies to give out to some people or things or stuff. It's good or bad or troubling or yeah, uh, anxious. Sad. Yeah, really any emotion. Anything you want is usually good, though. And uh, today I'd like to give my weekly wolfie to Dave Benz and his incredible streak. Unfortunately, it just ended. He had a family matter to attend to, so he uh, did not call um, the game on Wednesday in Chicago. Instead, the very uh, capable Marnie Gellner filled in. Shouts to Marnie. She great was great. Job. great. That was the one thing that it's like, great you know, stings to end the streak for Benz, but Marnie did great. She was amazing. We love Marnie. She calls Lynx games, and, you know, it's, you know, she's very she, capable. She does, she's very good at it, and really just filled in uh, with aplomb uh, in this game. Dave Benz had to, uh, you know, had a, had a family issue to tend to, but I during the Oklahoma City game, previous to his absence, he mentioned that he had done 496 straight games wow. for the Timberwolves, which is, yeah, definitely just, 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 just amazing. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that's like six years of basketball games. Like, and total, honestly, like, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to just, uh, what is it when you, what is the word I'm looking for when you're making a guess? It's not an estimation, but I'm just going to free ball this. I don't know what I'm yeah, saying. I'm yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I'm guessing here. Yeah. He's done 496 straight games. I bet 375 of them were losses. <laughs> yeah, so many L's, so many so many nights where he had to say Timberwolves fall, you know, 99 to to 103. So, yeah, so many losses, but I just thought it was really impressive. It makes me think of what the Jim Peterson streak is. Someone go do that, get those numbers um because I I don't know. I can't think of a time when he really missed a game or whatever for any reason at all. So, and he's been on the call many more years than than Dave. So his number might even be into the thousands. But uh, I just wanted to give a, a weekly Wolfie shout out to Dave Benz for for having such a long streak. Being it's a so remarkable dedicated. streak. I yeah. know. I know. Showing up to work for him is going to. NBA basketball ba- games, which is amazing. The basketball game, but yeah. still, showing up to work 496 times in a row is remarkable. You know, just because sickness happens. You know, yeah, it's true. and especially when like you you probably uh, sympathize with this, Neil, being a performing musician that like you mm-hmm. are. But uh, when your job requires your voice, you oh. know, it's hard to stay keep your voice healthy. Physically, enough for yeah. Everything, so for sure, that's that must be tough. And you know, Dave, you know, I think he's one of the best in the biz. You know, we we give him a hard time from time to time here of the things that Carl Anthony Towns is three point streak and stuff. You know, we rag on him for certain things, but I think, you know, Dave, I think is regarded as one of the you know better play by play guys in the league. And you know, I think he you know gets him and Jim 
have a good rapport. And, yeah. and so I, I like what he does. And it's just impressive to me that he did nearly 500 games in a row before needing to sit one out. He must have really wanted member. to get to 500. Uh, Stings down to 496. But yeah, it must have been Family really first. Family first. Yeah, so shouts to Dave Benz. All right. My Wolfie is going to go to Kevin Garnett, but it's not a good Wolfie KG. this time. It's a chill out, Kevin Garnett. Settle down, bro. He was talking about Anthony Davis like everybody is because once you know We're coming. It, We're coming. Anthony Davis is a year, a little over a year and a half away from being a free agent. So, yeah. of course, we have to speculate and just drive all the fans of that poor New Orleans franchise crazy. Uh. New Orleans is like the Timberwolves where it's not the most popular sport in town. In fact, I think I read something where there's only like two beat writers for the Pelicans. Oh, and wow, so if you're a diehard, I know there's diehard Pelicans fans because we're diehard Wolves fans, Neil. And there's got to be people like they us exist. for that city and who are living through the best times of their franchise history with their shining talent and Anthony Davis. We can identify with that because we went through that with Kevin Garnett. And yet KG's out here selling us out again. He said, I told him. I told Anthony Davis, I told this to his face. Garnett told USA Today Sports in a telephone conversation this week, you're not playing against the guys you are squaring up against every night. You're playing against history, man. Anthony Davis playing in New Orleans, I don't want to say they they are wasted days, but they are non-days. He needs to be somewhere where he can be with another guy and they can have a run at a championship. He has been in New Orleans long enough. It is time for a change now. This is it. No better time to do this. And like, KG, I know you're probably right. You you left us. You got a championship. I cheered for you all the way for that championship. I, I cheered for your Celtics teams the entire time you were on there. And just because you're right, though, doesn't mean you have to keep saying it out loud, man. We're your we're your ex-girlfriend. And like, yeah. we know you love us. You always talk about how you love soda. soda. It yeah. makes us feel good. So I got a house here, all but that. But it just is like, you know, if, if you had an amicable breakup with a girlfriend or a wife or and you know, you're divorced, but you're still co-parenting well and yeah. you have a good relationship. But then every once in a while, while she's kept being like, I can't believe I stayed in that relationship so long. <laughs> ah, I was such an idiot. I, I should have. I should have left that relationship earlier. It's just like KG. We get it, man. Why do you got to keep saying this in the national media? It just hurts my feelings. Yeah. You know, it's okay if you told AD that, but do you really have to tell USA Today about it too? Also, you're playing against history, man. Sure, KG. I guess you made history because you got your one ring. One ring. Yeah. One of like how many championships has Boston won, Neil? Yeah, uh, 18, 19. Yeah, like and that. so yeah. KG is a footnote in Boston Celtics history. He is one of the th- three. Three or four most important athletes ever in Minnesota history. He's on the Minnesota Mount Rushmore. So you totally. tell me what's more historic, AG. Winning winning rain, yes, that puts you in the one of thousands of NBA players who have won reigns. But you are a legend here in Minnesota because of the time. We will never forget you. We'll build you a statue. We'll retire your number. And every time you come to town, we're going to treat you like royalty. We love you. And that is history that you can make by staying with a franchise like Anthony Davis is. I'm not saying Anthony Davis needs to spend his whole career at the Pelicans. But the time he's there are not wasted days. They're not non-days. They are the best days of the basketball fans of New Orleans' lives. And they might go through a 14-year stretch after this. Some people think the Pelicans might leave after this. That's how important Anthony Davis is. And so I just feel bad for those fans because this is their generational star. The kids in New Orleans who are watching Anthony Davis will grow up to be indie bloggers who play pickup hoops and make weirdo podcasts because of what you did for them. So let's not discount what you're doing for that city. It's more important than winning a rain. Go win a ring for yourself and Anthony Davis if that's what's important to you. But let's not act like being the biggest deal to a whole city, to a whole state in terms of your your stature as an athlete means nothing. Well said. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. I feel that. All, All right. right. Nice work. Well, time for a game. Land it on a light note as we always do. Neil. Let's go. 
tomorrow. Year, a year ending game, uh, end year, of the year. Well, not really. Neil, where are you going tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to uh, flying to China, going to Shanghai. Ooh. Yes, Shanghai and Hong Kong, going on a little vacation. So, yes. Are you gone for a power? Uh, ten days. Yeah. Lots of lots of lots of trip happening, and you know, no uh, no shows or anything like that. But yeah, getting out of town for vacation. All right. Well, this is the theme of the game: wolves in China. Wolves in China. It is our game. Uh, so let's get it started. Neil, I have some trivia questions about Timberwolves players pre-season. who have played in China. <laughs> preseason? Or, Not necessarily. Because yeah, the Wolves were there for preseason games against uh, the Warriors uh, yeah, last year. It's true. So here's some questions for you, Neil. Question one. Also, let's say you're playing at home for somebody. The first person to tweet at us when you hear this and say, <laughs> he was playing at home for me, we'll get a pin. He was playing at home for me. Yeah, got, got, Neil was got, playing got, at home for me. Because the last two times we picked somebody out and they didn't tweet at us, so I didn't send out the prize, you know? Yeah. So if you want a prize, you just tweet prize. at us. You want a pin? I'll send you a prize. Yeah. So that's only if Neil, let's see, we got one, two, three, four, five, six questions. Neil, if you can get four out of six, all right, there'll be a prize for someone. Question one, which player who has gone on to play in China has played the most minutes with the Timberwolves? Of all the former Wolves who went on to play in China, which player played the most minutes with the Timberwolves? It's not multiple choice. It's just one. <laughs> it's just, oh, there's only one player? No, no, no. No, it's not multiple yeah. choice. Sorry. Yeah, this is just one answer. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm trying to think of the players who come to mind when I think about this. Um, I really, I guess, currently, I'm only thinking of one person, though, and it's Anthony Randolph. <laughs> so Anthony Randolph is my answer. The answer is Al Jefferson, oh. who played 7,218 minutes. Steph Marbury minutes. would be my, my other answer. Steph Marbury's number two. Steph okay. played more than 6,000 minutes yeah, with the Wolves. Yeah, Al's over there right now. Yeah, Al's over there right, right now, played 7,200 minutes with the Wolves. Okay. Uh, Anthony Randolph did not even play 1,000 minutes. Wow, Wolves, yeah, so. okay. So now at least I have three names I can choose from. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go with this, Neil. How many players who have played more than 2,000 minutes with the Wolves have played professionally in China? 2,000 minutes. Wow. Right. So it's a threshold where we're getting rid of people like Damian Wilkins, Adrian Payne, Rodney Carney, guys who have played at least 1,000 minutes, you know. So how many? How many Wolves? So that means that these how many people... Wolves? So will, probably at least three, maybe I'll say four. Four, four Wolves. Four players. The answer's 11 players. Whoa! Anthony Al Jefferson is in the 7,000-minute club. Steph Marbury's in the 6,000-minute club. In the 4,000-minute club, we have Telfair, Shabazz Muhammad, Rashad McCants, Craig Smith, and Ricky Davis. I'm getting all the names now. In the 3,000-minute club, we have Derek Williams, Michael Beasley, and Johnny Flynn. And in the 2,000-minute club, we have Mike James. Wow. All played in China. KG's friend, Mike James. All right, next question, Neil. What current Wolves player development coach played two separate stints with the Shanghai Sharks? <laughs> uh, which current... Yep. Wolves Current, development Currently coach. a player development coach with the Wolves this season. I can't name any of the Wolves player development coach. He Please also played me. with the Wolves. Uh, I don't think Sidney Lowe's on the bench anymore. I'm trying to think of like who also played with the Wolves. Wait, is it John Lucas? John hey, Lucas III is the correct. Hint. Thanks for the hint. Is correct. All right, Neil, this one's for you. Link's... Uh, what is it? Lynx Dynasty on Twitter. Lynx Dynasty. At Go ahead Lynx and follow underscore it. Dynasty. Lynx underscore Dynasty. Which players in last season's Minnesota Lynx starting lineup have played in China? So this is the five players. Well, okay. So for sure, Maya Moore and Sylvia Fowles. Um, 
boom. There we go. Those are the two. <laughs> Thank you. The only two. <laughs> I might have tried more, but I don't think I would have guessed one. Nope. Moan played in Russia. Yep. Lindsay's played in... I might have guessed Lindsay once, but she's played like in Russia, Russia and Turkey. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Two more questions, Neil. Which two Wolves players have won the Chinese Basketball Association's International MVP Award? The MVP award in the CBA, that's China's biggest basketball league, was only awarded to Chinese players until the year 2002-2013, when they 2012-2013, when they started having a separate award for international MVP. So you're saying two two players have won? Yeah, two, two former, former Wolves. Wolves players have won the MVP international MVP award in China. Um, I mean Marbury, and I mean I guess Al would be the other best guess, but uh, Al just started this season. He they haven't awarded the season. MVP yet. Yeah, so. So, Think of someone who just put up numbers on the board. Uh, Marbury and Mike Beasley? You nailed it. Yo. yo Marbury yo, yo. won it the first year as available, 2012-2013. Beasley won it 2015-2016. Love it. All right, Neil, this one will determine whether one of our followers gets a prize. Oh, my gosh. The question is, what's the Timberwolves franchise win-loss record for games played in China? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just any any games because, like I said, like we'll, specifically we'll, preseason. We've never pre-season. played a regular season. Yeah, game in I China, suppose. Obviously. Yeah, any games. Um, I guess not. Obviously, we played a regular season game in Mexico City. But. Okay, uh, let's see. I don't remember exactly how those preseason games went last year. I guess they probably went one and one. So we do we? Yeah, one and one. There we go. You got it, one on one. Both against the Warriors. Won one the first one, one lost the second China. one. That's our all time record in Two China. Different cities. I'm not sure what city. I played in Shanghai, but I'm trying to think of the other one, but that's great. Wow. Here's some uh, players who played for the Wolves for less than a thousand minutes who also played in China, Neil. Aaron Brooks, Cole Aldrich, Justin Hamilton, Gerald Green, Lorenzo Brown, Sundiata Gaines, Chris Johnson, John Lucas III, Bobby Brown. Great list. Great names right there. <laughs> so now you know a little bit more about the wolves in China so that when uh, you're there tomorrow and for the next 10 days, you can uh, have a little history. I know there's incredible. a Stephon Marbury statue somewhere in I China. I gotta go find it. Maybe it's in Shanghai. I'll be in Shanghai. That's where the Shanghai Sharks are. So yeah. maybe Although I think able... he played for the Ducks, okay. which is a different one team. But I gotta go find the either Marbury way, statue. If you see it, I expect a photo yep. and we can make it a part of uh, our Wolves cast uh, future image you know, for the post. That's right. It will be. Awesome. Good game. Thank you for preparing that. Yep, off to China. Thanks for listening, everybody, to the show. Uh, another another week of Timberwolves basketball in the can. We did it. Appreciate everybody listening, and thank you. Uh, we want uh, we want to say thank you to everybody who listened in 2018. We're wrapping, yes. wrapping up the year here, and and we want to make sure that everyone's listening to this. You're hearing this right now. We really appreciate it. There are so many great Timberwolves podcasts, and um, at least for today, you've chosen us. So really, really want to say thank you for that. Shouts to Canis Hoopis. Another year in the books with us. Uh, oh, it's our second year on Canis Hoopis. We, we love, love being them. over there. And so read all their articles and definitely participate in the comment sections like I said best comment section of any Timberwolves website for sure um, so thanks to Canis and uh, Neil have a great time in China we are going to take next week off next week off because while I could record a podcast with Robert no one would be around to edit it ah. and I know it would sound like garbage if I were the one to edit it so we'll take next week off we'll let uh, absence make your heart grow fonder <laughs> and then we'll see you again in two weeks right back here Neil will be back here it'll be a classic episode of Wolf's Cast. I like the dogs. I like the dogs when they race.